In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. This is your weekly dose of fantasy booking for professional wrestling. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm excited for a professional um, speaking engagement (laughs) that happens on Tuesday. Did you have a little trouble with professional? I did. (laughs) I I got a little marble mouth there for a moment. Thanks for pointing that out, man. (laughs) Glad I could help, brother. Like a human highlighter. And That's then, actually a great wrestling name. <laughs> Human highlighter. Human highlighter. The highlight and, of your night. And back for more punishment. Emphasis uh, on the pun. Host uh, of Real Talk Radio, Justin LeBlanc. That is me. That is me. It is Justin JLB, Mr. LeBlanc, whatever you want to call me. Guys, just don't call me boring. What is happening? I'm buying you a clock for your for a necklace. Yeah, I'll so be flavor flavor for a week. <laughs> um, if you guys out there listening are new to the show, the premise is really simple. We are going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss these challenges in advance, so it's going to be entirely off the cuff. Before we do get into it, though, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, click that button so you get the notifications as soon as we release a new episode. Um, Share it with your friends, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, you know the deal. Everything you can do helps us grow and continue to provide with great content. Or above average. Yeah, yeah. Average, slightly above. Maybe, maybe that day above average depending on the day depending on the week above too low just average depends what she said that morning um so we will go ahead and get into this i think i went first last week so da fabe what you got for us all right so in in light of our wonderful ability to uh create amazing storylines we talked a little bit about this on um on uh uh, WBU on Sunday night uh, when it was when it was just me and Smarks. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you guys with something difficult. Uh, I want a slop, i.e. dog food, i.e. slime, i.e. storyline that is just garbage that is solid enough to carry something to WrestleMania with any existing WWE uh, people. So that means we have to have eat slop eat dog food eat slime match in mud um something solid enough to carry us to wrestlemania for a closure of not necessarily an existing storyline but something that can be developed immediately and be done by wrestlemania and actually try and make it not annoyed and frustrating and angry so um, I don't know who wants to take that one first, but that's not a fun one. Yeah, but some, go for it. sometimes I hate you, and then other times I really feckin' hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that was feckin' for our yeah. YouTube listeners? Exactly. Feckin'. 
F-E-C-K-I-N. Feckin. Yes, Feckin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Something to do with Slot. I mean, because, well, remember, hold so, on. Like, WrestleMania in, in the 90s, one of the WrestleManias had a match between Henry O. Godwin um, and Triple H in a pig pen match. Yep. So, I mean, I mean we can do this. Henry so, Godwin, I got mine already, actually. It wasn't that hard. Go for it. You're going to be so, first. That might, that might give Smarks... Yeah, it uh, just might. And I don't know, this instantly just came to my mind. Um, I'm in Quebec, so one of our uh, classic dishes, if you will, or that a lot of people know us for, is good old-fashioned poutine, which, of course, is fries, gravy, and cheese curds on uh, as a plate, as a meal. Um, so... I instantly thought of for some reason because these two wrestlers can put a phenomenal match on together uh, but also at the same time uh, well let me just name the wrestlers first so I'm thinking we do a Kevin Owens because he's from Montreal or Maryville Quebec and also uh, going up against Sami Zayn in a storyline and it will be kind of like a playpen kind of deal, pig pen, whatever have you. Uh, but it will be literally um, a pig pen of gravy in pig that regard. Whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. well, I like it. It's kind of weird, but then, like, why are we seeing two guys in a freaking... I don't know why we would, but it sounds like something that Vince would do because, you know, he just likes to make fun of people. But at the same time, if it's actually done with decent wrestling, as we know that these two can actually do, it might actually be, well, something different and also perhaps even a pretty decent match and I just feel bad about for the people having to clean it up afterwards because, uh, you know, Kevin Owens is uh, a pretty big fella. So uh, chances are he's going to take a few bumps. And uh, I also feel like there might even just be a lot of lawsuits happening unless it's nowhere near any of the fans and uh, they simply do it somewhere else but I don't know why that scenario just kind of came into my head but I feel like it might be a Vince Russo-esque slash Vince McMahon kind of storyline that they would want to do because they like to go off um, what's the word I'm looking for they just like to go off uh, not puns but they just like to go off judgmental characteristics like that and why not just take two guys from quebec uh with their known food as their their national or provincial food being the patin is what they're known for and let's do uh sammy zane versus kevin owens in a bowl of patin I love it. Now, how how do we start this? Uh, how does this food feud begin? I mean, this is that's better than dog food. That's for sure than what that's we've had with dog food. Definitely better than dog food. That's for sure. Um, honestly, we started off just with kind of whatever for some reason. Uh, Kevin O. Uh, Kevin Owens arrives on SmackDown. He sees Sami Zayn. He kind of says Thai. Sami Zayn is just eating, uh, whatever. Just he's eating some poutine and something, and he makes some kind of joke towards Kevin Owens, uh, possibly about 
you know, the whole stuff that's happening uh, over on Raw with Seth Rollins. And then Kevin Owens just gets pissed, super kicks Sami Zayn to the point where it hits at the the plate all over Sami Zayn's face. And voila, he's filled with freaking patin. Sami Zayn gets pissed off. Uh, probably the next week after, Sami Zayn is going to do a Stone Cold situation, which actually might work better for Kevin Owens to do since he has the whole Stun Owens Stuns deal. Uh, but he's going to come with like a gravy truck or something and completely, <laughs> completely catch Kevin Owens off guard and spray him with a bunch of gravy sauce. And thus, <laughs> they are just going to, you know, go into this kind of stipulation for Wrestlemania and it will be loser leaves Quebec as a stipulation or no longer part of Quebec as a stipulation I could definitely see Vince doing something like that I could see <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn hating uh, hating having to do it though because it just sounds bad but if anyone could pull it off god good golly it would be those two guys to at least make it halfway decent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. Um, we're going to find out if Vince listens to this podcast because that's <laughs> solid. That is solid. It's um, quite gravy. I'll tell you that much. Quite gravy. <laughs> what kind of gravy is it supposed to be? I, I've always wondered that. Um, is it like sausage gravy or is it like beef gravy or what do we got? Well, it's beef gravy. It's technically beef gravy. Like that uh, brown gravy? Yeah, I've exactly. always seen it as brown gravy. That's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so... of course, being being from uh, Midwest America, we always pronounce it poutine. Right. Because because y'all ain't French, we're, so you don't. Well, <laughs> no, Nebraska. I had heard it pronounced poutine once, which is uh, poutine. Nebraska uh, has that's a just long all kinds history of, of pronouncing things wrong, though. We've we got. A city here that's spelled Beat uh, Beatrice, but is pronounced Beatrice. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we've got a city that's uh, spelled like Juanita, uh, but spell uh, but pronounced Juniata. Juanita. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, we also then, we also have a city spelled like Juanita with a W. Yeah, then we have a Juanita spelled <laughs> with a W. We also have we also have Louisville. Did you guys get that Louisville. one right? called Louisville in Nebraska. Yeah, well, no, but to be fair, a lot of Louisville. people say that, though. A lot of people actually do the Louisville kind of thing, yeah. though. It's not, not very... It's not uncommon, um, unless you're, like, a real French state. Uh, you know, like somewhere, let's say, in New Orleans or something, Louisiana, you'll pronounce it Louisville, but a lot of people, I feel, say Louisville. Maybe. I feel like that's Just very un... That's not too uncommon, if you will. It's still wrong, but it's not too uncommon. But yeah, Juanita is just messed up. Or maybe it's just a town named after Lewis and not Louis yeah, or Paul. Poor, poor Lewis, man. You know, he just wants his name out there, and everyone just confuses him with Louis, and he just gets ticked off. I'm moving to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm moving to Nebraska. Exactly. <laughs> so quit avoiding the uh, quit avoiding the matchup there, buddy. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not so much avoiding it. I'm still trying to decide on exactly the setup for it, but I know the players and I know the 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 match type. So uh, the players in it is going to be uh, our two favorite SmackDown big men. 
uh, Otis from Heavy Machinery mm-hmm. and Braun Strowman. Oh, because if you're gonna have a slop match, it better involve some big old hosses. Uh, okay. In my opinion, he had Kevin Owens in his defense. So yeah, he did. I'm not. I'm not saying. I just think you know when you've got these two big hosses as, as an option, I'm going with them. Um, and it's gonna take place. Um, you talked about going to WrestleMania, but I think this one fits better at Summers. Okay. Uh, just so you're gonna push it a little farther. Started a little yep. later. That's fine. Yep. Because um, I think it can be a uh, summer barbecue street fight. Uh, and I think you can just base it probably the easiest way. Don't overthink this. Um, Braun Strowman shows up to catering uh, in the back craft services, and Otis has ate all the food. Uh, if you watch Drive Along, you'll see that Braun Strowman is hungry all the time. Yeah. So that's a really good play right there. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and Otis has ate all the food, and that starts this feud between the two of them. That uh, uh, if if you know one of us is gonna be hungry, it's not gonna be me. And so the fight goes back and forth, and they start Jesus. this whole battle back and forth, trying to you know. I mean, it probably just starts off entirely crap services. Otis comes the next week to find that Braun Braun took the entire table into his personal dressing room. Um, you know, and going back and forth. And then finally, it just has to be settled in the summer barbecue street fight. And okay. uh, the entire ring would be surrounded by picnic tables, um, complete with all of the summer barbecue staples, everything from uh, mashed potatoes and and uh, uh, potato salad. Uh, to coleslaws and and barbecue ribs and pulled pork and everything. And so you're gonna end up with more of a food fight type setup. Potentially, yes. Thanksgiving every year. Yeah, more or less. Um, the big thing with this is gonna be power slams through tables loaded up with food, um, and then the caterpillar in the ring with slop around. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who I'd have win that particular match. Um, I almost think it would make even more sense if there was no winner. They were both just really, really exhausted and kind of sitting in in opposite corners. And then they just each reached out and grabbed like a a thing of KFC or whatever. Yeah, because sponsored by KFC, you got to do that. Yeah, and then just started mowing down and decided that they'd put aside their differences and and just eat. <laughs> I've had so much fun with this one. I've been laughing nonstop at these because they're so WWE. They're so incredibly WWE sometimes. So I really th- expected one of you guys to go with uh, Liv Lana finishing up this way um, in like a Jello match or something. That way it can just be over with. So. You, you said you want it to be good, and there's no good way to finish that. Well, that's true, but at least it gets it over with. I don't yeah. know. Is it, though? She's already won twice. Like, Live Morgan's already won twice. It's freaking over. <laughs> you now, think that, but... And, and, after... and now we have the whole Ruby Riot situation. I get it. I saw that. But, but after then, Ruby now, up on... She has a feud with Ruby Riot. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and I think that's going to be where they go, but then after uh, Ruby Riot beat up on Liv... Then uh, Lana continued to attack her uh, in the ring. 
So, so now it's going to be double sided. They really should have just swept it under the rug, rug, and and said it's over with now. But have continued with Ruby Riot, and that's going to be like, good. Perfect timing. Like that would have been but, the perfect timing to end this stupid feud. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell? But they they're not gonna. We know mm. them too. But well, Da Fabe, uh, you laughing at us? Did you have a specific idea for what you would have done, or were you just? Uh, oh no, out? I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. I mean, you guys did wonderful with no preparation there, because I don't know that I would have done either. The, either of them as good as those two. You know, um, I probably would have copped out and gone with Lana and, and uh, live because. <laughs> I mean, how can that be over? You know, I don't care if Ruby's involved or not, but um, it's something that's going to have to, I don't know, face a wall at some point, I guess. So. Well, on that note, we will move on to challenge number two, and I'll go ahead and take this one. Uh, my challenge to both of you is probably a lot easier and a little bit less out there than uh, DA Fabes was, um, but it occurred to me that we are what, six months into AEWs, and uh, while he has wrestled a few times in matches and made appearances in matches, we still have not had an Orange Cassidy feud or solo match. So that is the challenge. Book oh. who Orange Cassidy's first feud will be and uh, what his final match will be, and how, how would you book that? First feud? First feud. All right, so let's, all right, fair enough. So I think I got this. Um, in terms of, see, the problem is, like, I originally was going to say Orange Cassidy versus MJF, because although Orange Cassidy doesn't really talk, MJF can do all the talking, thus building the hype for the feud and then having a match between the two but the problem is oh i guess orange cassidy could lose though he doesn't necessarily need to win um so you want me to explain how this feud would essentially go though how it starts and how it ends i mean you don't have to do every step along the way but it's it would be nice to kind of at but, least set up why they why they're feuding and you know no, set up the, sure. the final match for sure beginning middle and end got mm. that got that um so off the cup basically um jf interrupts uh, the best friends he just basically does his regular trash talking uh and he tries to break the best friends up orange cassidy sees what he's trying to do starts to defend the best friends and then mjf basically makes some comment well you know what the only reason that they're not even friends with you you have no one in the you have no one in the world kind of deal um and you know what whatever and then so they just start feuding because he doesn't appreciate orange cassidy coming in saying he doesn't do anything he's just a gimmick he's just uh whatever have you well whatever the mjf classic lines you could think of he says to orange cassidy and how this match would have to work though is basically orange cassidy has orange cassidy ever spoke no um as far as i know um on not aew official aew no he has spoke a few times on being the elite 
uh, but it's always been in like one or two word sentences. Um, and then he did uh, an interview with um, Chris Van Vliet at one point, and it was kind of the same thing. It was just a couple words here and there, but no. Oh, that like, must have been a boring interview. It, it was it was very short, uh, <laughs> but it was actually pretty entertaining if you like Orange Cassidy. Okay. Fair enough. So I could see MJF talking about Orange Cassidy's small hands. We all know why you have small hands. Yada, yada, yada. I could just see that happening completely. Um, Hopefully you guys knew where I was going with that. Um, And so basically it would be in another crazy classic Vince Russo situation. Yes, that's right. Vince Russo is now booking at A&W. Tony Khan just totally lost his marbles and decided to get Vince Russo involved. Um, Where it will be a hands-in-my-pocket match because Orange Cassidy, with the little words that he does use, tells MJF that he is ultimately more talented than him because all the maneuvers that he does do is while he has his hands in his pocket and the fans still like him that much more so mjf basically gets gets pissed off and says you know what i could beat you uh with my one little pinky and so on and they have a hands in my pocket match um in which orange cassidy uh, would actually win and thus giving Orange Cassidy uh, um, you know, putting him up in the card kind of deal because honestly MJF can afford to lose because at the end of the day you know, he can lose and then he can just beat up Orange Cassidy afterwards and then because he's, he's, just a, he's just a heel character that has no problem losing just because he's so phenomenal on the mic that honestly, it doesn't change anything for uh, for MJF, and everyone will love the fact that Orange Cassidy won. So a hands in my pocket match where you cannot take your hands out of your pocket, which is why MJF is so unskilled in the scenario because simply uh, the man needs his hands in <laughs> to wrestle. But uh, I don't know how exactly what happened, but MJF would certainly win. Uh, best friends would kind of get involved because of MJM's uh, little lackey there would try to get involved as well. Uh, maybe even creating a six-man matchup for later on, but that's neither here nor there. Hands in my pocket match, MJF versus Orange Cassidy. And heck, it's going to happen at Revolution. It's going to happen in four days or five days. Oh, oh wow! It's fi- oh damn! It's no. true. I just got excited. It's in revolution. <laughs> isn't revolution end of February? Yeah, I, I feel like it's the twenty eighth. It? No, I thought I, it was the twenty eighth. Uh, the 29th, actually. Twenty ninth, yeah, because because the it's a um, leap year. Sorry. The Kansas City show is the Wednesday before it, and that was the twenty. 20- fifth or whatever i feel like that was a shameless plug to convince the da to maybe pay a little bit of money for a detective to go to kansas city no i i said it before uh i just i can't trust the roads uh end of february in nebraska and um for for us to justify a trip i mean it's it's still it's still five hours or so from where i'm at um and and driving that way, especially 
you know, uh, that both of us would have to drive back home that night to go to work the next day. Uh, roads? Yes, the roads. We don't need we're, no We're road. going the roads rule. Yeah. I was going to say, um, we don't need roads, but we do. We need Cody and Dustin both. Well, we also, you know, we, we still live in Nebraska and the show's in Kansas City. And um, whether you you watch the Super yeah, Bowl, is, I was about to say whether whether you believe it's in Kansas or Missouri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, honestly, like now I don't watch football, so whatever have you. Granted, he's a president; and he shouldn't be making that mistake because at the end of the day, you have researchers and you have a bunch of people. Uh, How like, did you just I, tweet? <laughs> You know what I mean? But I, I feel like a lot of people... Well, Jesus, it just makes it much worse. Man. But I mean, I mean, I, I could see a lot of people making that mistake if you're not a football fan. Because everyone was making fun of it. I knew it wasn't in Kansas because it said Kansas City. So I knew right off the bat it wasn't a Kansas thing. But it's not far off that it maybe could have been in Kansas and they had a place called Kansas City. But again... I don't know. There's a place in Kansas, Kansas called Kansas City, right across the river. Yeah, in it's fact, just not where the football team plays. Yeah. In fact, ultimately, I think out of the 50 states, there's like 32 of them have a city in the state that's named after the state. There's a Nebraska city here in Nebraska. On the way to Kansas City for both of us. Yeah, on the way to Kansas City, we'd go through Nebraska City. Um, there, there's a lot of them. Um, and Kansas City, like he said. It's actually, it actually straddles the state line. So there's about a third of it, actually a little bit less, but we'll say about a third is in Kansas and the other two thirds is in Missouri. And it really is the silliest thing to pick on Trump about, but it is fun to pick. Yes. Right. Like, okay. there's, there's better, there's, there's better fruit. There is. It's, it's very low hanging fruit. Is what it is. <laughs> it's just really easy to go after. Yeah. Anyway. But aside from that, um, hands and pocket match. Sounds good. Thank you. So DFA, what do you got? <laughs> um, isn't every match for uh, Orange Cassidy a hands and pocket match at the beginning? At I mean, the beginning, yeah, yeah. So I think his his thing is that mine is always <laughs> exactly. It'll be that will be the stipulation. You have to. Um, I that's my feud. Figuring out who you want the feud to be with is probably the hardest part. I I really think a non-title Jericho is the route to go here because Cassidy doesn't talk much, but he carries that cool swagger look so much. Um, so I think Jericho, after he loses the title, um, after he's failed to try and get it back, after he's frustrated. You know, maybe the best friends have a match and they're coming out as Jericho's leaving from um, the in-ring promo. Um, you know, the best friends get out there real quick and Cassidy's walk, walking out nice, slow, and swaggery and Jericho kind of gives him the whole head dodge fake. Um, and, he, of course, Cassidy doesn't flinch because even if he did, he's the sloth, so he doesn't really move all that fast. <laughs> and, um, you know, Jericho just gets all sorts of weeks and weeks of... of pumping it up and promoing and you're not even a real wrestler you never wrestle and all this stuff and and tearing him down um with good promos in the ring you know very very jericho-esque um do you even really have eyes behind those shades you know stuff like that 
and uh, I, I, I think that that's a really good way to put Orange Cassidy over. Um, even if he doesn't lose the match, you know, things like the walls being very difficult to do to a person who leaves their hands in their pockets the whole time and can, and can mm-hmm. wiggle out of it. You know, um, Orange Cassidy doing a, a lion salt with hands in his pocket, which we've seen happen in the Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy maybe even setting up the walls and putting his hands back in his pockets once he has Jericho <laughs> in the walls. You yeah, know? Um, and just, just kind of sitting down a little bit, like, uh, I'm just going to hang out here. You know, <laughs> very, very uh, nonchalant. Uh, I think Jericho still gets the win. I don't think I don't think Orange Cassidy has to get a win in that in that feud, but it certainly shows off a lot of his skill because you get things like, um, you know, his his walking the didn't he walk the rope on the first rope? Isn't that right, Smarks? Mm-hmm. In one of them, so he did the he did old school. Only he only walked up to the first rope, which is actually more difficult than doing old school because he has to lean while he's doing it so he walked the first rope because he didn't want to you know climb um all of those types of things that he can do and showcase some of that um you know uh the only real action that we've gotten to see from him is quick spots or um you know in the in the um battle royal the first battle royal when he came out as the 22nd competitor in a 21 man battle royal um and he did the you know super kicks to tommy dreamer the knees and then got knocked out of the ring and still had his hands in his pockets didn't even get affected by it um i think allowing that to be showcased in a match with jericho's level of talent um, and Jericho's level of mockery, uh, I think would just be gold. I think it would be so much fun to watch that match. Again, you don't have to have Cassidy win, but you can have the fact that he's that he's so nonchalant about everything be the way he gets out of everything that Jericho does. I mean, if you've seen the times where he's left his hands in his pockets and he rolls across the ring, uh, I, I really think of the Kaylee Ray match. Is it Kaylee Ray or Kylie Ray? Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Kaylee raised the NXT one. That's right. Uh, against Kylie Ray um, in, in the Indies. You know, he rolls out of, out of like, several of her attacks to him while he's laying down and just never gets back up, just doesn't get back up. But, you know, you can have the hands in the pocket kip up and all that stuff. Um, and and almost have it be a, a, you know, you earned my respect type match where Jericho still wins but kind of wants to raise his hand maybe even says one or two positive things about him like he's pretty legit even if he doesn't work at it you know or or whatever i don't know i'm sure jericho will come up with a better line than that because you know he's jericho yeah that's valid (laughs) i like that yeah that would work too i mean mjf or uh jericho either way you're gonna have a great talker as the as the opponent worker that's it excellent excellent what do you think of smarts well, for me, I kind of went the opposite way. I was a little bit less worried about the talking. Um, so my thoughts were simply the biggest problem I think most people have with Orange Cassidy right now is that they haven't seen what he can truly do. They see the slow gimmick and the, the lazy gimmick that he's got, but they haven't seen that he can truly go uh, with the best of out there. You know, he his his gimmick is he's a really good professional wrestler who doesn't want to wrestle, you know? 
And so he tries to do everything he can not to wrestle. So I thought, who who would be a good fit up for him that we could have a feud? Uh, Tell me, Jeff that, Hardy. If you're thinking in, Jeff Hardy. No, no, I wasn't thinking. Oh, I was thinking current awesome. roster, but okay. I was thinking who, who would be a good feud that, that they could do that we could trust to bring out a good, high-impact, high-speed match at the end. And... And I kind of decided to, to rule out any tag teams at the moment, just because for the most part, I wanted them to continue in their tag teaming. Uh, and so I kind of st- uh, landed on Joey Janela. I think mm. a Joey Janela versus Orange Cassidy feud. Uh, and it could start off with, it could still be comedy to start off. Joey Janela's walking along backstage after, uh, and is uh, celebrating, and then he trips over Orange Cassidy, who's just kind of chilling in in the hallway, and spills his white claw, and so that is what makes him go after Orange Cassidy and challenge Orange Cassidy to a, to a match. Um, but in the end, I've seen matches with Joey Janela and Orange Cassidy as tag team partners uh, on the mm. Indies, and uh, they've got really good chemistry together. And so I could totally see a match of them against each other in the ring that uh, would show off what Orange Cassidy is capable of once he gets past his I'm lazy part of his gimmick. And that usually happens, you know, he plays lazy for a while and then uh, the the um, the opponent chops him uh, in the chest or does something or takes his sunglasses off and and a, a switch flips in orange cassidy and and he starts really going and i think i think that's what i would have happen um and i don't think i don't think it even matters who wins that particular feud in the end uh because i think to me it's it's more about how do we show off what orange cassidy can do cuz i think you let orange cassidy really really wrestle in the ring once or twice uh, all of the people criticizing Orange Cassidy will shut the hell up once they see what he can actually do. Honestly, I think any match with Orange Cassidy, it doesn't really matter who wins or loses, as long as you kind of promote Orange Cassidy to do those high spots and so on and so forth, uh, so that the doubters of Orange Cassidy can see what he can do. And honestly, the people that love him are just going to love him anyways because they know what he can do. So, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine AEW's thinking of doing something rather soon with him, or they're always going to use him as, like, a, like a spot. No, I agree. I think they're probably uh, planning something relatively soon, because they know they can only stretch his sloth gimmick out so long before they have to do something, you know? Um, and right. and to, to cut it off at the pass and do it as soon as possible is probably, I think, in their best interest. And I think they're smart enough to know that, too. I'd love to see it be Darby Allen. I just don't know how you can build mm. the storyline there. Like, yeah, Darby was on my list because uh, it would be a phenomenal yeah, match. Same here. But, yeah, how do you book the storyline? Darby Allen has no reason to go after uh, uh, Orange Cassidy because, you know, he, he <laughs> Darby's all about proving something. And Orange Cassidy doesn't prove anything, you know? There's no reason to be scared of Orange Cassidy, so he's not proven he's not scared. Orange Cassidy hasn't established himself as a star in terms of, like, having I mean, a belt. Maybe or like Orange that. Cassidy steals his skateboard and just skates off. With his hands in his pocket. With his hands in his pocket. <laughs> okay, uh, I missed a little bit of that. What was that? 
maybe Orange Cassidy steals Darby's skateboard and just skates off with his hands in his pocket. Possibly. That would be a way to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can really do there, though, I think. Exactly. Yeah. But, but it would be a phenomenal match. <laughs> so, so I'm like, looking forward to seeing whatever they do uh, with Orange Cassidy to to uh, showcase what he can do because I think it's I think it's coming soon. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, on that uh, note, that's fair. A lot of fun. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, challenge number three, Justin. What do you I'm got keep- for us? I'm keeping it basic. Uh, you're picking, you know what, uh, as of right now, we're going into February. Technically, WrestleMania is only April 5th, so we have two months. Um, but we, at the same time, we only know of two names for the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, we know the NWO, and we know above Batista, who is, I guess, the co-headliner along with the NWO. Um, I want you to pick, to pick, to pick your... Hall of Fame, uh, your WWE Hall of Fame for this year. You don't need those two characters in it, uh, those two uh, group slash wrestler in it. But also keep in mind, storyline-wise, because you usually, not necessarily, but like if you want to build it into like a wrestler coming back, does the Hall of Fame, then he comes back into wrestling, you certainly can or whatever have you. Pick your Hall of Fame and Oh, geez. Who would I put in the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, trying trying to think here, because part of this challenge is uh, remembering who's not already in the Hall of Fame. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and so, and that I'm not entirely confident on, so um, kind of trying to, I mean, I'm sure almost all of the classic names are going to be in it, so... Um, but let's think about, you know, relatively recent past someone who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, this is actually a little tougher than than uh, than you can think, you know? Oh, just got to look up the Hall of Fame and make sure you're not using the same people. I, I am looking up the Hall of Fame and making sure I'm looking at the same people. But remember, they've been doing it for 20 years. Um, but even just, just you know, I, I've got to scroll back through and, and be like, oh, uh, when did did they put Rikishi in? Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, yeah, 2015. Okay, did they put uh, Larry Zabisco in? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, also, 2015. Um, There's one in particular I'm looking forward to see if he's in. I think I'm okay with this. Well, then you go and start doing yours as I try to figure out I, yeah, I do not see this person in the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to go with Bam Bam Bigelow. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that can be one of the deceased ones. I don't think Bam Bam's in, and I think Bam Bam totally deserves it. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow for his, his contributions to big men who can move and things of that sort. Um, I need a better list than this, though. Um, Wikipedia, maybe that'll have the full list. Oh yeah, Wikipedia has it all all separated out. So that's Trump history. Of course, you have to do a non yeah yeah non wrestler one. 
So for non-wrestlers, I'm going to do MVP. No, sorry, that was wrong. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. You could tell he was setting that up, too. Like, you said that, no, that was wrong way too quick. You knew you were thinking about it. (laughs) That's horrible. Uh, (laughs) I'm a bad person. I'm a bad man. Maybe I should put Mark Merrow in. I'm not going to put Mark Merrow in, but, you know, little Johnny be bad. Hey, if... If uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake made it in last year, Johnny B. Bad should be in. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I'm going with Bam Bam to first. Um, as my non-wrestler, because it's the same show. Um, or And do I need to name who inducts him? Uh, I mean, if you want to. If you have, if it, you know. If there, if, I think if LT's the one have inducted him. Lawrence Taylor, because of their feud. Um that's the football player, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say Bam Bam Bigelow because he definitely should be in. I'm going to say um, recent retiree. I would love to see Triple H go in and so that retires Triple H. Um, it'd be great to have Triple H be retired. Fantastic to have him be retired. Um, it would be the second time he'd be in the Hall of Fame. That's okay. He he is not. I don't have a problem with him being a double entry. Um, no, for sure. Hold on, I'm looking. Well, I mean, keep in mind, you're eventually gonna have Evolution probably go in too, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have the Quebecers go in. This oh, is my Jesus. homage to you. Oh, I thank enjoyed, you. I enjoyed the Quebecers <laughs> as a tag team. I thought they were great and they were very solid back then. Um, I'm gonna have. I was thinking Bart Gunn, but no, I'm not going to do that um, for, you know, winning when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> uh, uh, China. China's definitely going in this year, in my opinion, as just China, not as a member of another group. Mm. Um, and I think Stephanie has to be the one who inducts her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not that bad considering. Wow, it's gonna sound horrible. It's not that bad since she's dead. Um, but imagine if she was alive and Steph had to induct her. Oh, that be, would be, be the, the sass awkward. of all sass. Oh, That's why geez. I would do it. Is I like this is your fault, so I'm gonna put you in. <laughs> in real life, I don't think I'd have her actually induct her, but. Um... I don't know who you have. Sean Waltman inductor. That'd be horrible. Uh, Equally filthy and terrible. One night at the Hall of Fame. Oh, man. It's so bad. Like, this is a bad Uh, podcast right now because of that. One, two, three, China. Oh, yeah. But I I do believe China deserves to be in. Like, like that's legit. It's really the difficult part is who do you have inductor? To Um, be fair, so did Xbox. Yeah, yeah, I would. Bad joke, time joke. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I have Bam Bam Bigelow. I have China. Um, oh, I uh, I have the Quebecers. Yeah. Uh, as the as a tag team that's in, I have. Uh, we've already got one group in. We probably need another group in. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, is Legion a Doom man yet? I feel like they are think so but i'll scroll back while you keep thinking because yeah it's silly if legion of doom is not in um of god yeah yeah the road warriors oh road warrior they're in as the road warriors yes i'm sorry but if jeff jarrett's in then yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say it put put uh 
Mark Merrow in. Put Mark Merrow in, and we're going to do a second female on this one. We're going to have Brock Lesnar induct his wife, who is, a, is equally important, or if not more important, than Sonny was to um, the diva-esque setup, Sable. She Rita. makes one or two sex videos, and now she's no longer important. Poor son. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, Rena should be in. So we're going to go with Rena Merrill Lesnar. Uh, we're going to go with Mark Merrill being inducted <laughs> by Rena. Um, Rena Merrill Lesnar. That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you probably, you probably don't do those two on the same one, but I do think they both belong in. Um, I don't know who really, like, the the marquee champion. The, I think the, the person on the outside that has to be in because we bring him up minimum once a month on this show, on these shows is, uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. was married David Arquette. I think he's your celebrity. Mm. And he was on backstage like a few, like a month ago. So that's, you know, possible that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you can't put edge and Christian in now because edge is back wrestling. So you can't put them both in at the same time. Or, uh, again, like Edge is already in, but yeah. Um, so, but I think Rena Mero, maybe have Beth in, uh, induct her, you know. Um, somebody that, there's got to be somebody she gets along with. I don't know. <laughs> um, or Ivory, who's a who's a former champ. Diva. Uh, who? I said Diva, former Diva. Oh, diva. Um, so yeah, something like that. And so China, Sable. Mark Merrow, um, not necessarily in the same year, but we're going to go with it because they're what I can think of right now. <laughs> um, uh, Bam Bam, I, I would, I'd make Bam Bam my marquee guy. Oh, wow. Have their marquee that's a person. boring, that's a boring Hall of Fame. Says someone who did not live through the Bam Bam era. Yeah, Bam Bam's awesome. The only thing yeah. I remember from Bam Bam is literally, I think it was WrestleMania, whatever have you, and he did fight uh, LC, um, sorry, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Taylor with that song, Bam Bam is gonna get slammed. Like, that's the only thing I remember about Bam Bam. A Bam Bam Bigelow was Keith Lee before Keith Lee was Keith. Very good reference. Oh, very Bam. good reference. Yeah. Bam Bam was awesome in the ring. Um, I gotta watch me some Bam Bam videos then. Damn. <laughs> they were Damn good. Bam Bam Bam. Damn Bam Bam. Bam Bam Bam. And for a manager, I'm going to induct. For a manager, I'm going to induct. Um, I'm not gonna do Cornette. I'm gonna do. Who was the other guy that managed Yokozuna? The, the Mr. Fuji. Okay. So I'm gonna put Mr. Fuji in along with it. I feel like he's already in. No. I don't know. I don't see anything with Mr. Fuji. I mean, the Bushwhackers are in, so I can have bad here if I want. Um, yeah, Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji, 2007. Oh. Uh, uh, class of 2007 was Mr. Fuji. Uh, oh. 2016 was uh, uh, Tatsumi Fujiyama. Fujinami. Oh, okay. My bad. So Mr. Fuji's already in. So we need a different manager. Who would be the manager? Jimmy Hart for a second time, just because Smarks will get mad at me. Yeah. Jimmy Hart needs to be punched in the face. <laughs> Paul Bear's already in. Maybe Bobby the Brain's manager. in, no? Yeah, Bobby, oh, yeah. Bobby's, Bobby's Bobby in. should be in five times. Mean and then they should take him out just so they can put him back in again. 
you could you could have it be Bischoff. I mean, technically he's a manager, and Bischoff's not in yet. I think that probably makes sense to put Bischoff in at this juncture. He's no longer employed by the company. Let's do Bischoff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Bam Bam. Bam Bam and China should have both been in a long time ago, and they're not. And I would say Sable should have been in a while ago, and she's not. But that's because she sued Vince for being a perv. Well, she's not wrong. Eh. And then we'll put her in an Orange Cassidy on a pole oh, match. <laughs> How the heck is Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame? Dude, some of them are bad, man. Yeah. Like that's why that's why Mark Merrow's okay because it, it, he's a support character, but he's he's really done some amazing things with his life outside of wrestling too, and and for other people like some of his motivational stuff is phenomenal, like second to none. Um, so you know, there's the there's the <clears throat> podcast. I mean, in me. <laughs> as long as they don't have like another Godwin like character go into the hall of fame and spend 45 minutes on rambling about nothing uh then you know what guys i'm good i don't care who it is because that was the most godwin boring... or godfather no it was i think it was one of the godwins the guy just talked forever like he was reminiscing about his past days he's just it was the one when kid rock uh, got uh, inducted in but this oh, guy wow. just took like so much time i think it was a godwin if i'm not mistaken it was one of the godwins I hope Midian wasn't in. Midian was Midian was the character for Henry Godwin when. Um... Oh, it wasn't Midian though. It was. Um... Come on, guys. The guys who did that long, long speech that just wouldn't shut up, and everyone was complaining about it afterwards. Ultimate Warrior. At least I was. No, Jesus. <laughs> well, it was long. It was long. No, that's valid. But it was a. Uh, it was an Mid- older guy. It was an older fella. It was so long he ran out of gas two days later. That's oh. bad. It wasn't two days later, though. He didn't <laughs> die two days later. I think it was like a week and a half later or something. <laughs> Jesus, let the man live a little. You're trying to kill him before he died. Uh, you're going straight to hell. You're I not am so insensitive go. with this one. Holy crap. Not collect 100. Straight down. <laughs> okay, so is it my turn? Yeah, I suppose. I, yes, it is. So I'm going to have Patrick. one one overlap with you because I 100% agree China should be in by herself. So uh, I agree there. So that happens on both of our lists. China. Okay. Um, And then the rest of them, I'm kind of going a little off uh, on it. Uh, no, no Bam Bam though for you, huh? No, no. Well, I, I believe he should be in, but he's just not like my definitely needs to be in right now. Oh my uh, gosh. You obviously so, have not been a fat man your whole life. You've just been a fat man your adult life. Yeah, I grew into my fatness, but <laughs> I've no, been a I mean, fat I, man. I I enjoy the heck out of Bam Bam Bigelow and don't totally do, believe he needs to be in there. But when you're asking me to fantasy book it right now, he didn't make the cut. Um, okay. And and you'll see why. Uh the number two name that goes onto the list for me 100% is Dean Malenko. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and it's partially knowing that it's fantasy because at the moment with Dean working for AEW, we know it's not going to happen no. right now. But Dean Malenko, uh, back in the day, phenomenal. Iceman. The Iceman. And oh. that his time since then, working as a mentor and helping uh, younger talent get better, 
uh, has been phenomenal as well. So Dean Malenko, to me, goes in. Well, if you're putting trainers in, let's put Bill DeMott in, the abusive jerk that he is. And we're going to move on to (laughs) uh, my number three pick, um, also partially for his behind the scenes, um, and also not going to happen right now uh, for obvious reasons, is I think Arn Anderson deserves to be in by himself, not just as a four horseman. I agree. Uh, And so Arn Anderson, I mean... Still to this day, his retirement speech, his retirement promo when he came out, probably one of the best promos of all time. When he uh, retired and handed off his spot in the Horseman and everything, uh, just phenomenal. So Arn Anderson definitely gets it. Uh, And he did spend some time as a manager, so you could maybe put him as the manager role. He's uh, a coach right now. Yep, and he's a coach right now, so so that works. Um, D'Lo Brown needs to be in. Oh, uh, really? Hey. Uh, D- D'Lo Brown, he was never a main eventer, but he made the most of every opportunity that he gave out there. And he was even able to work a stupid, stupid costume gimmick of that chest protector into his character um, and make it work, too. He also did a head bob better than anybody else ever. Yeah, he's he's got extra <laughs> extra ligaments or joints in that neck that I don't know. Because uh, I, I just my head. I see D'Lo like putting Savio Vega. So so D'Lo, um, uh, a, in addition to China in the women's uh, thing, uh, I was looking, and if I'm correct, Stacy Keebler is not in. And oh, wow. if Tori Wilson gets in the Hall of Fame, Stacy Keebler deserves to be in the Hall of Fame too. That's just my opinion. Just for for dating who she had to date or what? No, for those legs. <laughs> oh, okay. She's fair got legs. It went all the way to the ground. <laughs> no, that's, that's usually mean, where they go. <laughs> hey man, her work with the Dudley Boys was phenomenal. She she definitely deserves to go in. Yeah. Well, and so the thing is, yeah. Considering she started off as a dancer uh, on WCW, worked her way up to a management role, you know, on screen, then trained as a wrestler. And yeah, she was never the best wrestler. I'm not going to throw things out there, you know, that aren't true. But that foot to the throat thing that she did that that Kevin Nash does, that was pretty Mm -hmm. solid. Yeah. She did that. Um, I'll give you that. And and everything and i mean she was every bit the wrestler that tori wilson is in my opinion mm-hmm. and so i think she goes in uh and that i was looking here and i think i think my um he's he's still alive so it's not uh deceased in memoriam entry um but i i think lanny poffo uh deserves to be in as well. um and there are a couple reasons he deserves to be in Number one, he had a long run in WWF, um, and then he left for five years, and then he came back, uh, and he had another short run in WWF in 2015. And um, but I think he deserves to be in even more for his ability to get signed by WCW in 1995 and get paychecks on a regular basis uh, for five years and never once actually appear at a booking event. That shouldn't be a Hall of Fame worthy thing though. <laughs> Are you kidding? If you could get paid for five years for your job and never actually have to do it, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for your job. 
No, because I would have never been doing my job. Nope. That's working the system, man. I I think that deserve I think he deserves to be in the NBA Hall of Fame for that too. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, and then uh in the celebrity wing, and I actually didn't look this up uh to be certain, but I was ninety-nine percent certain he wasn't in here already. Uh Eric Ash. Who's Butter Eric Ash? Butterbee. Oh, okay. You mentioned Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. Yep, and that's why I thought, okay, maybe, nah. <laughs> uh, but Eric Ash deserves to be in for his very, very limited uh, appearance in uh, WWE, but... I did forget one that I think should be put in, and that's Conan, but... Oh, yep, Conan. Conan definitely deserves to be in. He didn't have a, a big run in WWF or WWE, no, oh, but he did but have a big run in WCW. Maybe even Disco. I his, think Disco contribution. I think so too. But you know, uh, Conan's contribution to the to the sport as a whole deserves to be in. Yeah, well, and we've done a specialty episode on that. Go back and look that one up, folks, because that is mm. a very good episode. Um, probably one of the better ones that was on a more serious note that we've done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, so when you mentioning uh, uh, Bart Gunn, that made me think of Eric Ash, and that's why, like he he didn't make a ton of um, uh, appearances. He uh, fought Mark Marrow um, at one time, and then later at Brawl for All, he defeated um, champion Bart Gunn. So, right. oh no, excuse me, it was WrestleMania 15. He defeated 34 seconds. But it was because he was the Brawl for All champion. Yeah, so that, the, yeah, he was the Brawl for All champion. But uh, but that's my thoughts. Those, those that was my booking. Okay. Right. Any decent. inductors that you want to use? Any specific inductors? Which really well, got out I of mean, hand like, when I did them. So let's try not to get as out of hand as I did because that was bad. I think Arn has to be uh, Rick Flair. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, that's that's definite. Um, I think for Eric Ash, you could have Bart Gunn be the one who inducts sure. him because sure. that makes a ton of sense. Um, D'Lo, you could do it's a nod. Henry, right? Yeah, well, I was going to say either Mark Henry or you could do a nod uh, and have Ron Simmons uh, nod to the nation. Uh, Stacy yeah, Keebler probably could just be, uh, since she was the one who uh, presented uh, Tori Wilson to go in. It makes sense for the one presenting her. Uh, sure. Lady Poffo, the the professor, the genius. That's a little tougher. Well, the, the the first choice is dead. Yes, exactly. And the second choice would be their father, and that is also yeah. Um, so, I suppose maybe they, Hogan. Yeah, Ho- that's what I was about to say. They did work close enough with Hogan. Hogan would make sense. So yeah. Uh, and then China, you know, you've got. Uh, half a dozen good choices in members of DX to do it. Mm. You're not gonna go dark with that. You're not gonna. You're not gonna jump in with any of those. Nope. Nope. Leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> One night in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's good. S word. Coming to DVD near you. <laughs> good boy. And on that note, we shall move on. 
to our final segment. It is nullify, vilify, or deify. That's shameless right. Shameless plug on. Our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. Uh, the rules are very simple. Uh, we're going to challenge you uh, with three people. You have to nullify someone entirely out of wrestling, vilify one to the bottom of the card, and deify one just like Vince Russo did David Arquette. Oh, Lord. It's a valid point, though. <laughs> I had a hard time not laughing and, and giving it away when uh, David Arquette was mentioned earlier. <laughs> uh, first round, the choices are Lana, Naomi, and Alicia Fox. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so, I'm sorry, Alicia Fox, get out of wrestling. Like, this girl's, um, I don't even remember her being good at wrestling, so she's out. Just get out. A lot of issues, control your shit. Like, you know, get better. Mental health is ultimately what you need to work on at the moment. Uh, I want to see Naomi go straight to the top. Um, I feel like she hasn't got a proper run yet. I thought it was awesome that she was at the Royal Bowl. Um, didn't think it was awesome how she got out of the Royal Rumble so quickly. I guess it wasn't that quickly. It was maybe like 10 minutes in. She also but, got the only marquee spot in the Royal Rumble. Like, that wasn't winning it, you know? Right, but the problem is that, that spot that she took forever to do at the same time, That's she true. got out like two minutes later. Like, okay, that was a big waste of time. Like, at least let her stay in for a bit and whatever. Get something going with her. I like her new look with the fro. Pretty awesome. Uh, really liked it. Thought she was like a 70s badass chick. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and then who was left? So it was Naomi. It's straight to the top. Alicia Fox is out of here. And Lana. Lana, what am I doing with Lana? What's the what's the, what's the last one? She just gets pushed uh, to the vilify to the bottom. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Because honestly, um, I can't stand her anymore. She should have never have done. I mean, granted, at least we get to see her wrestle a bit now, and I actually appreciate her wrestling a little bit more than when she wrestled prior. Um, but at the same time, I just honestly can't stand her. And not in a Baron Corbin kind of way, because, you know, as a good heel. But just the fact that, like, I'm just kind of annoyed and I don't believe you. And I want nothing to do with Lana. So off down to the card you go. You've got enough attention. And c'est la vie. La vie. And, yes. And we'll say it as well. La vie. <laughs> okay, DA fame. Um, How would you go? Uh, very similar. Um, I'm not getting Alicia Fox out because uh, you do know that the 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 mental health thing that's a character, right? No, 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 no. But she's legit. Like wrestling's fake. She's... You know that. Yeah, she's got um uh, uh addiction problem. Is uh, yes, she's got addiction problem. Okay. Yeah, like legit ones, not you know kayfabe. She's ones. actually the reason Arn was fired from WWE reported that she showed up to a house show uh, severely inebriated and Arn Anderson uh, was the uh, person in charge of the match, the booker for that match and let her wrestle in that state, whether he officially knew it or not, uh, but allowed her to wrestle and uh, they came down 
uh, really hard on him for allowing someone who shouldn't have been allowed to wrestle to wrestle. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, now, now I say she's the reason he got fired. He got fired because he allowed someone who was severely inebriated to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was her. So that's where. Okay. Anyway. Um, by, but I will say that I deeply enjoyed her character work with uh, Jinder Mahal when they did the, uh, the uh, mixed match challenge. I know that that sounds stupid, but her character work, not the fact that they won, not all that other stuff, just her character work as a whole was incredible, in my opinion. Um, so I I enjoyed that. So I'm actually going to keep, I'm just going to nullify her into a management role of some type, a manager role of some type. I think she can really emphasize a, a uh, mid-card group of some type really, really well. Um a tag team maybe um i'm going to um i'm sorry that's vilify is correct okay so i'm going to vilify her uh, alicia fox i'm going to nullify lana i'm literally so over everything lana related right now that i don't have to see her <laughs> like when she was a manager for Rusev, that was fine and when she was the annoying manager for Rusev, that was fine i think Rusev can carry himself i don't think he and i don't think it has to be her on the mic I think he's actually stronger when somebody else is on the mic for him, like Aiden English. Um, and so I, I'm just over Lana, like out altogether. Um, and then for DFI, I also had to put Naomi there, not because she has a title shot, but she does, um, but because she's the only one of those three that I think can actually be reasonably enjoyable to watch wrestle. Um, I did not say exceptionally enjoyable to watch wrestle, but reasonably enjoyable to watch wrestle. So we're going to put her um, in the title picture, which she already is. So we're good. <laughs> yep. More or less the way I expected you to uh, book that one there. So. Well, you don't need very, very well. So. Okay. Who wants to go next? I can. Okay. All right. So we're going to go with... Um, high flyers who are who maybe not currently in matches but they are still listed as current wrestlers is that fair okay okay so we're going to take ricochet we're going to take jeff hardy and we're going to take um i need to take one from AEW, so i'm going to go with darby allen okay Let's see. Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy, and Ricochet. That's one. Um, and I think I think the nullify has to be Jeff Hardy, if only because he's had his run and uh, maybe it's time for him to step back and, and transition into a different role that will be easier on his body and mind and addiction problems. Um, so nullifying Jeff Hardy... But that's where it becomes really tough because yeah. Ricochet and Darby Allen both deserve to be deified. Um, oh, jeez, there's no, there's no right answer to this. There really isn't. Um, it's tough. As much as I love Darby Allen, I think Ricochet might have the bigger upside, um, if only from a pure like athleticism standpoint so i guess i'm gonna deify ricochet and vilify darby allen but 
God, that just doesn't feel right. But that's way everybody... I mean, yeah, either way, you're, you know, that sucks. Because <laughs> they both deserve to be at the top tier. Um, but I would have to agree. Honestly, I'm, I'm being lame and agreeing in those choices because at the end of the day, people are still going to love Derby Allen. Ricochet, I feel like, has been in the business for longer. Derby Allen's still young. He can go down a card and work his way on up like Ricochet has done years and years in the past. So it's kind of the fair game. And honestly, Jeff Hardy's had his run. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I would agree with those exact uh, sentiments of how that would go about. And... Fair enough. Have you, have you done yours? Oh, for me? Yeah. Ooh. Well, Smarks didn't have to answer his. <laughs> okay. Fair I enough. Fair enough. Um, so, on my end... <clears throat> okay. We are doing world champions. Okay. So, uh, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar... Ugh, I feel like Brock Lesnar's pointless. Uh, but Brock Lesnar... Uh, and Bray Wyatt. Uh, I love. Uh, I feel like Brock Lesnar is pointless. I think this one's actually relatively easy. Um, I'm actually gonna uh, obviously nullify uh, Brock Lesnar's pointless. Uh, yeah, get out, dude. Just get out. Just take your your devastating loss to Drew McIntyre and go. Like that. Just make that the end, please. Um. I, I'm going to take uh, Chris Jericho and I'm going to vilify him. Number one, because he's one of the best villains in the sport. Uh, number two, um, he's had his run, man. You know, like, mm. whatever. It's like, you'll be exceptional at the bottom of the card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. And number three, you know, I, I, I don't want to be the one who ruins the fiend. Uh, Vince apparently tried to, you know, with the the... Hello Cell match, the red lights, and all the different stuff that he did to try and ruin the Fiend. I'm not going to be the one to ruin the Fiend. Leave that title on him for over a year. Let him break CM Punk's, I guess now, Brock Lesnar's record. Yeah, that's amazing, by the way. Did they mention why they didn't do the red light anymore? Or has just no one's ever mentioned anything? Nope. It's just swept it on the rug. Okay. A baseball stadium? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, it was, yep. it was uh, logistical reason. Yeah, that's the ticket. Oh, oh but I mean, it has nothing to do with the actual arena itself because they probably oh, go no. this like right? Yeah. No, okay. I, I, I mostly think they're just uh, ignoring it and just hoping that we forget about the red lights, mm. which I'm trying to. So, yeah, um, as for on the like go Jack. As for, uh, there was room on that door for both of them. Uh, <laughs> my answer to uh, this, um, as much as I basically want to answer exactly the same, I am going to switch things up a bit and probably get the entire internet angry at me. Uh, but I think Chris Jericho gets nullified. Um, but I think he gets nullified in a big way by putting over an up-and-comer like a Darby Allen or uh, someone like retire. Um, yes. So he puts someone over, retires it, and then he goes to work behind the scenes at AEW um, in more of a coach, mentor, uh, producer, producer sort of a road. He could go be like a rock band singer. Yeah. 
you know, he's kind of <laughs> got that look, and you know, he could, he could totally go on tour. I bet. Um, and he used the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. Yes. Wow. This is all lining up so well. Chris Jericho, if you're listening, you should totally be a rock star. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho is not listening, by the way. I'm just certain of that. Name yourself. <laughs> name your band after a Muppet, please. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, Gonzo. No, Gonzo doesn't sound quite right. Um, Kermit. Kermit. No. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Teeth, Dr. Teeth. No, there's too many doctors. Anyway, you'll you'll come up with some beaker. Um, so for me, like I say, <laughs> vilifying Chris Jericho, uh, vilifying Brock Lesnar, um, because as much as I don't want him to be champion anymore, it is still fun to watch him throw little guys around. <laughs> so so you and put really him fun at the, to watch him. Yeah, you put him at the bottom of the card. Let them throw around the little guys for a while. Let them win uh, and and go on with their lives. And then, you know, of course, deifying Bray. Because, um, like you say, none of us want to be the ones who ruin Bray Wyatt. But apparently Vince McMahon wants to. And he's probably saying, hold my beer right now as he hears us talking. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, well, that was a fun round. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was it was relatively easy, I guess. But I was just like, all right, I want to do something with the world champions. Uh, Side note: I really want to see Brock become the the cruiserweight champion. With the we talked about this on a show back in August. What we thought maybe Braun could do this um, with his own scale when Buddy Murphy was you know struggling to make weight i'd really like to see that with braun or or, or i think brock would be even better than braun because imagine how entertaining that would be watching him take on the cruiserweights yeah that would be entertaining it would be a total but the cruiserweights are saying would win then in that regard though right because we're vilifying him that sure i don't care just have him toss around some cruiserweights and have them land on their <laughs> feet when he does a belly to belly flip thing that he does or you know, Suplex City of, of any way, shape, or form. Or Sioux Falls City. Yeah, if you Sioux want Falls City. <laughs> uh, I'm going to break in here with a little bit of breaking news. Yeah, uh, just saw it too. Yeah. I was about to say it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read it. WWE just announced the latest recruits reporting to the Performance Center. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and my man, Killer Cross. Life is important for you again. Yeah. Um, it is weird that they're announcing him going to the Performance Center because every report said that he was being fast-tracked straight to the main roster. But... Um, you do realize fast-tracked fast -tracked could be, you know, two weeks. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. I know. I, But I think, to be perfectly honest, you know, since the Royal Rumble came and went, they didn't use him as a surprise entry. It doesn't surprise me that they announced it, but... Announcing him going to the Performance Center when they could have announced, look who's showing up at Raw next week or whatever. But whatever. Killer Cross is phenomenal, and I'm excited to see him on my television. So, uh, but on that note, not often do we get to really break breaking news on this show. Um, but the, Interestingly enough, because nobody's listening at this second because it's a yes. podcast, it's not a live cast. <laughs> um Literally, we did not do breaking news. Out there, everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, we heard, we read that like six hours ago." Thank you. Uh, 
But on that note, I think we'll bring this to a close. Um, uh, as always, I invite everyone to hop on the Twitter machine and follow us. Right, you can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe, and then you can always follow Justin at at JLB420 Real Talk Radio is the brand which you can also follow at real talk radio eight and uh, anchor.fm slash rtr to follow all my other social media stuff because why not yes um i said before make sure you click that subscribe button so you get the latest uh episodes delivered straight to you um review us on apple Podcasts, five stars just like mjf ranks himself and literally nobody else um and then finally, in a new announcement, we I just launched it today. Uh, we now have a Wix site. So uh, uh, our, our own little slice of the internet outside of our anchor.fm page. Um, you can find it in the pinned tweet on uh, Twitter, raw and order WBU, um, or in the show notes for this very episode. Uh, and there you can find all the other ways to enjoy us, listen to the show, read our blog. There's not much on it yet as it's a work in progress, but it's getting there. Um, and then also make sure to get the Wix app through the link in the pinned tweet or show notes. Uh, that allows you to interact with us directly. Uh, it just shows up immediately on my phone. I can reply straight to you. As I so, say, it doesn't allow them to, to interact with us directly. I'm in court. It allows interact them to interact with, with me you, directly. With the PDE, not with the well, not with the prosecutors. Hey, I'm a I'm a desk guy for the most part now. I only go out when I'm called. You're still but, the PDE. You're still so, the popo, yo yo. Yeah, yeah. I, I smell bacon. I get it. Bacon, pig, pig, oink, oink, ha ha. That's a Wayne's World reference for you youngsters. Um but anyways, uh, we enjoyed uh, this episode. It was a ton of fun. And um, we will be back in a few days with a wrestling booking unit episode. Uh, but yeah, so is, is Wix kind of like our version of 911 then now? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, you Wix can just have our version of 911. And, and yeah, report. Well, that's the nice thing with that Wix app. You can report your crimes directly to us. So. Dude. They're like dispatches oh, for us. Mm-hmm. That's yep, our dish. However, if in dire emergency, though, certainly dial 911 first. Yes. Don't think, hey, I should, you know, just in case. Well, if it is not yeah. directly wrestling related, because remember, we're the <laughs> wrestling booking unit. Anything else is out of our jurisdiction. If you're in totally. a fire or an accident or someone's breaking into your house or you're having a heart attack, um, that doesn't fall under our purview. Nope. And you know what? You know, a medical emergency at a wrestling event also doesn't fall under ours because we don't have access to the ambulance. That, and honestly, neither is John Cena's new movie, Playing With Fire. He is not a real fireman, and that is a really bad movie. Unless you're 10 years old, you might enjoy it. Why I mentioned that, I don't know. I thought it worked. Did you review it? I did not review it, but we should review it together, my good sir. No, I don't want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then our review of Playing With Fire will probably be out tomorrow. And I have tons of uh, bad 
things to say about it. I'll try to be a little constructive and give, actually, there's a few good points too. Uh, none are John Cena related. So look out for that. Cool. This, I will point out that this is um, two episodes in a row of the podcast that we have uh, discussed John Cena in a non-wrestling related role. So, But anyways, on that note, we will wrap this up uh, for today and we will be back in a few days. Thanks for listening. <laughs>